This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Playing games, bringing us down to boost their fame. They must be joking, thinking we will fall, but their life flies, moving the wall. We stand tall from beginning to end, with help from fans and all our friends. Freedom of speech will never die, for us to have our ancestors died. Don't keep thinking that we will quit, we'll always stand and never sit. We're too loud, too black, too strong, doing the right thing and not the wrong. So listen up, y'all, to what we say, we won't be banned in the USA. Lunchtime edition here at WABC. It's a rip and read and commentary featuring yours truly, Curtis Slewa. Save your phone calls all weekend long where it's uh, WABC, the acronym, always broadcasting Curtis for about 28 straight hours, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So spare me, save it for them. But this is a blast from the past, Lou. Two live crew band in the USA, and I have a feeling by the end of the day it may well become the theme song for Kanye West, a.k.a. Yeezy, a.k.a. Yay, Yee, Yo, whatever he calls himself today. Because after uh, he was on for, what was that, three hours with Alex Jones in full wars, and he said everything under the sun, attacking Jews, loving Hitler, loving the Nazis, he didn't get banned uh, from Twitter for that. No, Elon Musk has had a love-hate relationship since he owned uh, Twitter and said it'll become a forum. The forum that was initially promised, a community bulletin board where everything goes, free speech is alive. Except there was one uh, little problem with what Kanye West did. He shared a picture of a swastika inside of a Star of David as his presidential campaign symbol. And that was enough for Elon Musk. He put him back on the shelf. This is the third time that Elon Musk has uh, bought uh, Twitter for $44 billion that he has had to put his very dear friend, Kanye West, a.k.a. Yeezy, a.k.a. Yay, Yee, Yo, whatever he calls himself today on the shelf. But he'll be back. He'll be back. Let's give you uh, just... Uh, a little potpourri of some of the things that the bizarre uh, Kukulamunga Fruit Loop Trooper Kanye West uh, said yesterday as he had a ski mask on with no holes for his eyes. It was almost as like he was a wrestler coming in from the locker room in the old WWF to come to the aid of a comrade in distress. In this case, Alex Jones in InfoWars, but even Alex Jones was repulsed by a lot of what Kanye had to say. You know, it's like he had a really cool outfit and stuff, and he was a really good architect. And 
uh, and so you're in love with the with the with the with the with the, archi- the, 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 the look of it. And he didn't kill six million Jews. That's just like factually incorrect. That's yeah, let's so- get the Ronald Reagan clip they showed me yesterday. Sorry, go ahead. Ronald Reagan said that too. Well, I think Hitler did target and kill some people. So I think you know. I think Obama killed Palestinians. <clears throat> no, I hear you. Here, here's where I think the frustration is. And Nick, you can comment on this. And Obama was not the first black president. He was another Jewish president. Now imagine it takes a lot to flummox. Uh, Alex Jones of InfoWars. But when he popped at uh, Barack Obama is a Jew, I guess that makes him a Hebrew Israelite, black Hebrew Israelite. I'm trying to figure that out. We'll talk about Barack Obama later on in this 45-minute rip and reading commentary segment as he went down to Georgia on behalf of Reverend Warlock. To me, he's Warlock, not Warnock. We'll get to that momentarily. So all of a sudden, Alex Jones... Is back on his heels. He doesn't know how to react. And this is normally his forum. You want anti-Semitism, serve it up, Alex Jones. But he got bogarted on his own program, InfoWars, by Kanye West yesterday. We started talking about Zionists. Zionists, Zionists. They want to separate and confuse the Christians and make us afraid to stand next to each other. A Christian can stand next to anyone. We can go visit R. Kelly in prison. We can go talk to Harvey Weinstein. That's what Jesus did. Yes, because Jesus can save everyone. And But if the Zionists can get us so afraid that they're going to do what they've been doing to me, attempting to put me in jail, freeze my accounts, smearing me on the media, you know, all of these things, you know, you put on the whole armor of God and they will not be able to break your spirit. They, the Zionists, were putting the schmear on Kanye West like it was Philadelphia cream cheese on a bagel or a bayali. I mean, he was just nonstop anti-Semitism. It's like you turn the faucet on, and then all of a sudden the washer breaks inside of the faucet, and you just can't stop the water from coming out. And then all of a sudden he was kicking it. He was talking about not only is he a victim, but most importantly, he is God's child, He said repeatedly, look at me, I am God's child. Literally, every every one of y'all others, y'all all all saw, come, y'all want to see me. Every fake gangster, so-called killer, any basketball player, any rapper, any actress, any musician, any model, any editor, come see me, come see God's child right now. Please, I want it, I want, I want to see my mama. You know what I'm saying? Dude, you can't you can't touch in Jesus' name, baby. Uh, God the Father, God the Son, and of course it's Kanye West, aka Yeezy, aka Yay Ye Yo, whatever he is today. That's incredible. You see, Luke, what he did there was he flipped in what his real problem is. He's a mama Luke. He's been a mama Luke. Grew up in the south side of Chicago, ninety-fifth off the Dan Ryan Expressway. Uh, he was not a homeboy. He was not a street hood uh, hood rat. No way. He's got no street in him. And when he broke into the rap world, it was really like bubblegum rap, more like Will Smith, a little more edgy than Will Smith, but was never accepted by the other hardcore rappers until Dave Chappelle, his very dear friend, put him on the old Dave Chappelle show. And then remember, he blew up. He blew up. He went big time. And then he had the brands. He had the apparel. He had the sneakers. He hooked up with Baby Got Back, uh, Kim Kardashian, and you know the rest of that story. And then was threatening Pete Davidson, you know, schlong boy, uh, you know, from Staten Island, the king of Staten Island. It's like he's been 
off on a tangent for so long. But when he was making those ducats, right, when he was making money for corporate America and for global concerns, he was A-OK. He was A-OK. Even when he dropped the mic and talked about how it is he got all screwed up in his head. He didn't blame it on the loss of his mother, which uh, many people say that really sunk him as a lifetime mamaluke. But it was rather a doctor who caused him problems because he was wearing that MAGA hat, that Trump MAGA hat, make America great again. The thing about the red hat that drove me to a point of exhaustion, which was misdiagnosed by a, I'm not going to say what race, what people, uh, doctor, and what hospital, and what media went to. We know I can't say that. It was a Jewish doctor. Now, he didn't get banned for all of that, right, Lou? No, he was still on Twitter. But what was the straw that broke the camel's back? I don't know if it was a dromedary camel, which is a one-hump or a two-hump camel. was when all of a sudden Elon Musk woke up in the wee hours of the morning and saw that Kanye West had tweeted out a picture of a swastika inside a star of David as his presidential campaign symbol. And remember, it is a campaign symbol that will not have as his running mate Donald Trump, because that's why he went to Mar-a-Lago, right? He tried to convince Donald Trump, who had just announced, uh, once again, he is seeking the Republican nomination for the presidency. Kanye West had the chutzpah, the culions, the huevos to say to Donald, hey, why don't you run as my vice presidential running mate? And Donald went berserk, went berserk. But there is a man who was mourning. It was like he's sitting shivering, he's sitting shivering now. He's out there in the compound in the Hamptons, the Cuomo compound, where Andrew Evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Fracha Brota, King Cuomo I, has hit the mattresses. They're stirring the marinara sauce as they plan their comeback. Both Andrew Evilized Cuomo, as he reverts to revisionism, uh, they are intent as zombies of rising from the dead. All three of them, that's Andrew Cuomo, that's Chris Cuomo, Fredo, his brother, and Joe Pococo, his wartime consigliere, who just finished doing a six-year bid for political corruption in a Fed camp, and now is going before the United States Supreme Court to have that sentence tossed out. You see, this is all part of the plan, the comeback plan. Chris Cuomo is saying, I don't understand. I'm on this network, and nobody watches News Nation. I'm on every night. I had Kanye on first when he was spewing that anti-Semitism back on October 17th. And now poor Chris Cuomo, who does a podcast, Lou, that only four people in the world listen to, is bemoaning that fact and talking about, even though he drinks a lot, he's a lush, he's half in the bag. By 12 o'clock, he's had six martinis. He's stiff to the wind. He's not an alcoholic. Uh, My diet can suck. I drink too much. I'm thinking about that, mostly in terms of why I drink too much. And I'm probably what people in the sobriety community would call a normie, but a hard drinker. Yep. I drink um, often, and I definitely think it's not always for the right reason. I think it's to settle my mind. I think it's to deal with emotions. And I'm not saying I'm an alcoholic. I don't believe in abusing those terms. You're an alcoholic. Go to an AA meeting. Hey, our own, right, Larry Kudlow has talked about it. In fact, when he was talking to John Katzenmatidis and the 5 o'clock roundtable uh, group 
and they were talking about uh, what are you going to do on Thanksgiving. You know what Larry Kudlow said? First thing I'm going to do is go to my daily AA meeting because I need I need my brothers and sisters to keep me on the wagon. Hey, Larry Kudlow, right? Economic czar in the Trump administration. Fell off the wagon many times. You know, maybe you should go out there and bridge the divide, Republicans to Democrats, and get, get Fredo, Chris Cuomo, to get on the wagon. Anyway, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. The fake, phony, fraudulent media out there, of which there are so many, exploiting the complete implosion of a human being. I mean, look, we are watching the implosion of Kanye West in front of us. Yeezy, yay, yo, whatever you want to call him today. Uh, He is bipolar. He is manic depressive. He has so many different psychosis problems. And we all know it. And we see him falling apart. But everyone in the media, including us here, we can't wait to get a piece of Kanye. It's like watching the train wreck before it smashes into the Rocky Mountains. You get a vicarious thrill out of that. But let me tell you something. Let me trace this love of Hitler and this love of Nazis. It goes back to 2018. He was doing regular interviews with Harvey Levin's TMZ. Regular interviews. And in the middle of many of the interviews, he would drop the fact that he loves Hitler and he admires the Nazis. And Harvey Levin, right, last time I looked, let's see, he was Jewish, he was gay. That's right, he was ripe to have been part of the final solution, according to Adolf Hitler's Mein Kampf manifest. Uh, he would say to Kanye West, say, Kanye, you want me to include that in the interview? Yeah, of course, of course. Harvey Levin, you, you know this will damage you. This will damage your brand. Oh, no, 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 no. I want people to hear this. Harvey Levin left it on the cutting room floor. Interviewee after interviewee left what he was saying as long ago as 2018 on the cutting room floor. Why? Because he was a billionaire. He was a millionaire. He had apparel. Everybody was making money. He had sneakers. He had records. And he had hooked up with Baby Got Back, Kim Kardashian. He was part of that Kardashian franchise. He didn't want to damage him. Even recently, when Tucker Carlson of the Fox News Channel had him on exclusively to talk about how he was being uh, exiled as a result of um, sort of styling and profiling on the runway show in Paris, his White Lives Matter shirts. Remember with Candace Owens, who was jump ship also at this point, of the Kanye uh, Good good ship Kanye and good ship Trump. But anyway, you remember that exclusive interview that Tucker Carlson had with Kanye West? They did it in two parts. You know what they left on the cutting room floor, Lou? Oh, by the way, Tucker, I really admire Adolf Hitler. I really love the Nazis. Uh, you sure, Kanye, you want to say that? Yeah, yeah, oh, no, I want I want the whole world to hear that. Uh, leave it on the cutting room floor because if, if we include this, <laughs> this interview is going south. So all these interviews... All these pronouncements to the board of Adidas, to the board of Nike, to the board of other major Fortune 500 companies that he was meeting with on a regular basis. Not only was he showing them pornography, triple X rated pornography, where he was being orally fixated and everybody had to watch because, oh, you know, Yeezy, we need him. We need his brand. We we need we need to be able to market Yeezy. Yay. Yo, ye or whatever his name is today. The moment he had no money. And he's down to almost zilch now. He went from a billionaire to a millionaire. Probably he'll be in a homeless shelter soon. Then all of a sudden they said, oh, he's an anti-Semite. 
He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Song, great song, Living Color, and no better intro than the former president of the United States, Barack Obama. A cult of personality exists around him. When he was a state senator in Illinois, went on to become the president of the United States, and now even in retirement, he's the Mashiach of the Democratic Party, and obviously looks real good when compared to uh, mindless. Feckless President Joe Biden, who at times mumbles and stumbles through his day. But the reason we're playing this song, Cult of Personality, is the Democrats have decided that they got to bring in Barack to help Reverend Warlock. Because he's certainly not Reverend Warnock. At times, he's like a warlock. He's like a witch, a wicca. He's doing everything he can to dispel people's notions that they should be voting for Mr. Georgia Bulldog of all time. What was he? Uh, brought the championship, NCAA championship to the Bulldogs in 1980. Heisman Trophy winner two years later. And right now, uh, Georgia, an unblemished record. They should hand off it. That's the final thing this weekend, whoever they're playing. They should have Herschel Walker in the, in the, <laughs> in the backfield and hand off to him at a goal line plunge. This will put him over the top. And anyway... The reason that Barack Obama was brought down is particularly to hammer away at what recently Herschel Walker had to say, which sounded like the plot out of Fright Night, talking about werewolves and vampires. Here's Barack Obama using his platform time to attack Herschel about this. Since the last time I was here, (laughs) since the last time I was here, Mr. Walker has been talking about issues that are of great importance to the people of Georgia. Like whether it's better to be a vampire or a werewolf. What is he talking about just recently within the last 10 days as the final vote will be tallied on Tuesday this coming week? Herschel Walker took to the platform and talked about the plot of Fright Night, Werewolves and Vampires. Oh, you ever watch a stupid movie late at night, hoping it's going to get better, don't get better, but you keep watching it anyway? Because the other night, the other night I was watching this movie, I was watching this movie called Fright Night, Freak Night, or some type of night, but it was about vampires. I don't know if you know vampires are cool people, are they not? But I'm going to tell you something that I found out. A werewolf can kill a vampire. Did you know that? I never knew that, so I didn't want to be a vampire anymore. I wanted to be a werewolf. But then, anyway, as I'm watching this movie, and then you tell how stupid it is because it's 1 in the morning. So I'm watching my TV. Are these kids watching their TV or a vampire kill on their TV? So you know it's kind of stupid, but I'm still watching, though. As I'm watching this show, what was funny, these kids had a vampire in their attic at their house. So they were watching their TV. Now, I'm watching my TV. Are they watching their TV? Or they see the vampire killer on their TV? So they win this contest to bring this actor. Now, y'all got to stay with me. 
bring this actor who's a vampire killer from that TV to get rid of this real life vampire in that attic. So if this actor comes to their home, he got all the right stuff. He got all the right stuff because you know, got to have a state and got to have a thing to, to kill him in the heart. And he got a necklace of garlic because that worked. I don't know what it does, but it worked. You got to have a cross because it burns. I know that worked. And then all of a sudden, this is what was so funny about it. As they're walking through the house, this, 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 this guy got the holy water. He's blessing the house, this actor. Now he's all fake. He's blessing the house with his holy water. They walked upstairs and this vampire looking real good in this black suit. Whoa, that sounds like Senator Warnock, doesn't it? Looking all good in this black suit. Floated from the ceiling. He floated from the ceiling looking good and cool. And I'm thinking, whoa, they better get out of that house. If somebody float from your ceiling, get out of that house. That's, that's not your house. But as he floated from the ceiling, the kid jumped behind that hero. As they jumped behind that hero, the guy jumped in front of him with this holy water, threw it on the vampire's forehead. He covered his eyes. Then he took his hand away. He started laughing. And he said, that don't work. He took the cross and put it on the vampire's forehead. And the vampire didn't even do anything. He said, that don't work. And that's the way it is in our life. It doesn't even work unless you got faith. It is time for us to have faith. We got to have faith in our fellow brother. We got to have faith in this country. What the hell was he talking about? Even as feckless, as weak of mind as Macedonian Phil is, he could not even translate what the hell Herschel Walker was talking about, right, Lou? I mean, I mean, he was in—he was in a different stratosphere. But you would think the Reverend Warlock, right, been the senior pastor of Atlanta's Ebenezer Baptist Church, where Martin Luther King Jr.'s father spoke from the pulpit. Martin Luther King Jr. You would think pearls of wisdom would drip from his lips on the campaign trail. Well, here he is talking about cutting off the head of a snake. If you cut the head off of a snake, it shakes and moves violently, not because it is living, but because it is dying. You know, he sounds like a dollar a holler preacher, right? What the hell? He's supposed, oh, we got to go with Reverend Warlock. You crazy? But then just when you're ready to come back to Herschel, Herschel decides to get biblical on all of us. Pay attention, you heathen Macedonian Phil. He's going to tell us the story, Lou, of Cain and Abel. Cain killed Abel, you know, and uh, you know, and that's the problem that we have. And I said, what we need to do is look into how we can stop those things. You know, he talked about doing a disinformation. What about getting a department that can look at young men that's looking at uh, women? They're looking at uh, just social media. What about doing that, looking into things like that, and we can stop that that way. But yet they want to just continue to talk about taking away your constitutional rights. What the hell is he talking about? The whole world is watching these two guys battle it away. Well, you know, there were many things in those diatribes in which Herschel Walker, Georgia Bulldog Supremo, was talking about vice. Oh, yeah, he was talking about vice. And, you know, now that Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, is away, you know, he's attacking the Qatarians there by claiming that they violate human rights. So, yeah, right. Uh, For that, we had to pay for your trip to Qatar? I can't believe this, right? Meantime, I don't know if people have been paying attention, but Kathy Crimewave Holcomb, in partnership with Eric, uh, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, have decided to turn New York City and New York State into Viceland. Let me just break down the particulars because nobody's talking about this. 
Come January 1st, there will be a looming $12 billion deficit that the state of New York has. Likewise, there will be a $10 billion looming deficit that the city of New York has. And there's no stimulus money coming from Papa Chulo in Washington. Who's your daddy? Joe Biden. Nope. Even though you're the Biden of Brooklyn, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, there's no bailout money coming. And uh, they've decided to make their money on vice. And if you look at the Godfather movie, remember when Hyman Roth was talking to Michael Corleone and talking about the miracle of having Viceland just 90 miles away from the continental United States. 90 miles away, partnership with a friendly government. 90 miles. It's nothing. Just one small step looking for a man that wants to be president of the United States and having the cash to make it possible. Michael? We're bigger than U.S. Steel. Uh, Bigger than U.S. Steel. You remember those lines. Looking for cash for a man who wants to become the president of the United States, a.k.a. JFK, through Daddy. Daddy Kennedy. You remember that. It may well have led to his assassination in the streets of Dallas, Texas. But I digress for a second. The reason why I call it Viceland in New York City, Viceland in New York State, is we are now putting forward the licenses for the recreational use of marijuana and having uh, the actual legal means of selling it through pop-up stores. This way, there's taxable revenue that goes into the coffers of New York State and New York City. There's all the illegal black market dealers who are thriving, who are thriving, who are making money hand over fist, who won't go away, who will continue to make money. The very people that we were depending on to actually provide, provide all the marijuana needed to fill the needs of the high demand throughout New York State from Buffalo to New York City and Brooklyn has all of a sudden imploded. They, they no longer indicate that they could fulfill their contractual record. But Vice will sell in New York City and New York State because we need the money. You have the casinos, right, yet to be determined. And there will be two or three downstate. Probably all three might be in New York City. And vying for them is Staten Island, is Coney Island, is Flushing outside of City Field. You also have the bids that are coming in from Hudson Yards and from Times Square. And who knows some last-minute entries. So it's going to be Viceland here in New York City and New York State. We have injection centers that are now open. So if you're a dope fiend, you can walk into an injection center you got to buy your, your P-dope outside, your fentanyl, your heroin, your meth or your mescaline, and then they give you a clean needle. They find one of your remaining veins in your arm, and Nurse Ratchet will shoot up. You know eventually all drugs will be legal. All drugs, because they're going to be taxing it. They're going to be trying to make money on it, and it's going to just spread like a malaise. You watch. You got Lotto. You got Powerball. Everywhere you look, and what I'm going to go in in-depth tonight, in-depth tonight, uh, because I come back to you so nice, I get to do it twice, three, four, five times to Quinella all weekend long, from 12 midnight to 6 in the morning, is how gambling operations are working their way on campuses, are paying colleges for the right to advertise on campus, just like they did years ago. Remember when they were promoting credit cards? 
and getting young men, young women hooked on credit cards, credit that they can never pay back. And likewise, they're doing the same thing with all these gambling schemes. It's vice land here in New York State and New York City. You don't want to be missing it. Meantime, uh, let's talk about the swagger man with no plan who announced that he had a program to remove the homeless and emotionally disturbed forcibly, if necessary, from the subways, the streets, and the parks. And almost all of us here at WABC applauded that. Even Michael Maticic, Rudy Giuliani this morning on his appearance on the Sid Rosenberg show said, yeah, that's a good idea. That's something I did and Bloomberg did. Although Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, never gives credit to Rudy Giuliani, never gives credit to Bloomberg, who he actually likes for that. He declares that I'm the first one to do this. Lies. Problem is we're beginning to understand why he announced it so quick without doing preparation. Now, if you remove the homeless from the subways, the streets, or the parks, you got to have a place to put them. And he knew that this report, this devastating report from Tom DiNapoli, uh, you know, the little pitcher who is the state controller, Tom DiNapoli, was going to drop it on his head while he was out of town. So he figured he'd make his announcement and get out of town as quickly as possible. The New York City Department of Homeless Services fails to connect homeless people to proper resources. That's the number one problem. Number two problem is he never told the cops what his plan was. He said at his press conference before he left to Qatar that the police department was on board. And uh, reporters were saying, well, where is the police commissioner? See, well, oh, she's under the weather. She's not feeling well today. Meantime, two two hours later, she was at a ceremony at City Hall, and just last night, she was hosting, believe it or not, a party for herself and her other sickle fans, toadies and lackeys at the stock exchange. A party, probably with taxpayer dollars. So she's missing in action. You have Phil Banks, who is the deputy of public safety. He is just totally corrupt. And you now have three of the high-ranking police department officials who have decided to resign and take retirement back-to-back, belly-to-belly. It's like the Trinity, the Troika, the Trifecta. You have Special Operations Chief Harry Wedden. He'll be gone by January 1st. Housing uh, Police Chief Kathleen O'Reilly used to be head of transit. She's retiring January 1st. And Chief of Transit now, Jason Wilcox, he's always been a transit cop. He'll be retiring January 1st. And they don't even have a plan to do it. In fact, it was uh, Pat Lynch of the PBA who sent a letter to uh, Eric Adams, who's too busy watching World Cup in Qatar to pay attention. He said, you know, as leader of the PBA, the largest uh, patrolman benevolent association union in the city, I speak for the sergeants, the lieutenants, the captains also. We have no idea what your plan is. There's been no training. There's been no outline. The cops who have to enforce all this are on the outside looking in. But in the world of Eric Adams, details, details, details. Who cares about the details? I'm just looking for headlines. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. 
NYC. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Bam, 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 I ran. Bam, 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 I ran. Now remember this classic song, as was hummed and sung by then Senator John McCain over and over and over, became the theme of our battles with the Ayatollahs in Tehran in the totalitarian religious dictatorship of uh, of uh, Iran. Uh, let me just mention here that I have co-opted the Sid Rosenberg rap show. Um, Macedonian Phil, you're a person of no consequence. You were not chosen, nor was Justin Ellick, the producer, or even the uh, Jimmy Olsen of the uh, news department, uh, Frankie Diaz. No, 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 no. Sid Rosenberg, who led in the ratings that were just announced earlier this morning. Has chosen me each and every Monday through Fridays from 12.15 to uh, 1 o'clock, right before Lieutenant Colonel uh, Greg Kelly comes in, to actually hit upon one segment that he did in lieu, uh, whereas I wanted uh, Joe Nolan fired uh, yesterday as a result of encouraging his lovely wife, meaning Sid's lovely wife, Danielle, to use mass transit to take a subway to meet Sid in New York City. That was crazy. I must praise Sid for the interview he had this morning with the Beach Boy number one, Mike Love. Mike Love, that was a great interview. I think everybody, if you haven't heard it, you got to go at WABCradio.com and hear it on the podcast. That was a great interview as Mike Love and the surviving members of the Beach Boys were talking about their appearance in Carnegie Hall and other areas as they continue on tour throughout the tri-state area. And uh, that was actually co-opted, that Bomb Bomb Iran song from uh, Barbara Ann of the Beach Boys. And I must tell you, it uh, it was amazing. But I'm playing that because tomorrow, and we have so many here, sickle fans, toadies, and lackeys, of that fake, phony, fraudulent football they spell with a U. Kickball, kickball, goal. You're American. It's American Smash Mouth football. That's our national pastime. A little slow, it's losing its edge. Baseball, that used to be the national pastime, but it's too predictable, it's too slow, and it's too boring. And, of course, there's always NBA basketball, except LeBron James. He, he wants to comment on everything other than the oppression of the Red Chinese because that will affect his bottom line. But those are the three main sports here. There has always been a mission going way back to the cosmos. When they brought Pele, who now has cancer, I hope he recovers, and Canalia, and so man Beckenbauer from Germany, Canalia from Italy, Pele from Brazil, right? They were going to indoctrinate Americans in soccer. They tried, they tried. It didn't work then, and it won't work now, as America's in the knockout round against who? The Netherlands. I'm telling you, Lou. The Netherlands team could be preparing for this uh, match on the pitch 
where Eric Adams, newfound friend, the swagger man with no plan, will be in the stands. He knows nothing about soccer. Oh, go, America, go. Get out of here. I know the Netherlands team. Their training scheme back in Amsterdam was to visit the coffee shop, smoke ropes of dope, and have hash brownies. And even in a drug-induced psychosis, they're going to beat the American team. They're going to beat them tomorrow, uh, 10 a.m. East Coast time, right at the end of Bo Snurdly before you hear Larry Kudlow. You're going to lose. In the meantime, think of all the Iranians who are being tortured, who are, who are being dropped in vats of excrement, who are being hit with retards on the bottom of their feet because they return. Losers against America. I had asked, why couldn't America's soccer team lose for one day so the Iranians could live another day before it's off with their heads? So you're going to be old, patriotic, go, go, America. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. And look at the poor Iranians, right? What? Iranian lives don't matter, right? I should wear a shirt. Iranian lives matter, Americans.